four to six percent of people experience SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder. And some people attribute the cause to a lack of sunlight, especially as seasons start to change. And so when I think about grace and the fact that grace is a gift, it is sobering to say the least because oftentimes we take the gift of grace for granted. We take the gift of mercy for granted. And it is literally grace and mercy that keeps us. It is grace that has brought us this far. It is grace that allows me to do the things that I do. It is grace that keeps me through and through. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Good morning and good grace. So did you know that about four to six percent of people experience SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder? And what is said based on statistics is that women are 10 times more likely to suffer from this than men. And some people attribute the cause to a lack of sunlight, especially as seasons start to change. And when I think about even how I've been feeling as of late, we have experienced quite a few life altering events that really make you think about life and make you think about the gift that is grace and mercy more often. Because when I think about the last couple of weeks, we have lost a close family friend um, who has transitioned uh, back to God. And in addition to that, having multiple family members experiencing health crises that really make you think and evaluate what's important. And so when I think about grace and the fact that grace is a gift, It is sobering to say the least, because oftentimes we take the gift of grace for granted. We take the gift of mercy for granted, and it is literally grace and mercy that keeps us. So when I think about the meaning of grace as it relates to the Bible and Ephesians 2, it really helps us understand what that really means. So starting in Ephesians 2 verses 4 through 10, it says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, aka confidence, belief, trust, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And so 
even when I started this podcast, I wasn't necessarily thinking about grace. I wasn't thinking about confidence in the sense of faith. I was thinking about confidence and how we feel about ourselves because I struggled with self-esteem. But when you realize that the power that we have only comes through the power that we've been gifted through the gift of grace from God, do we really exhibit true power? And so when I think about the number five, the number five in a spiritual sense has been associated with grace. And ironically, my daughter just turned five. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, hmm, good grace. It is grace that has brought us this far. It is grace that allows me to do the things that I do. It is grace that keeps me through and through. And so when I think about how I've been feeling, I can only think that others, when you look at the news, there's so much doom and gloom that many people are probably feeling a certain type of way about what's happening in the world. And so I think about the foundation of what this show is now. And I think back to Hebrews 10, 35, that says, cast not away, therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, AKA confidence, belief. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And so when I think about patience, I looked up the definition and oftentimes we probably think of patience as in waiting. But what I thought was interesting is that one definition says the quality of being patient as the bearing of provocation annoyance, misfortune, or pain without complaint, loss of temper, irritation, or the like. And when we think about what's happening in the world, how many of us can honestly say that we are able to be patient as we deal with misfortune or pain, complaints, irritation? It is hard uh, to be strong in the face of adversity. And so when I think about the fact that we have lost a loved one uh, more recently in the last couple of weeks, and I think about the fact that my great aunt, the doctor's report, I remember in the last episode that I recorded, um, it was episode 105, and I said, don't be scared, it's time to prepare. Believers, beware, get your own oil, there is none to spare. Because when we think about what the Bible reminds us in Luke, It tells us to watch and pray always. And in this hour, it is so important for us to watch and pray. And even for me, sometimes I get tired or I get weary, or maybe I don't feel like praying because I'm feeling overwhelmed. But I realize that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to be so down and so overwhelmed with life that We get tired, we get weary in well-doing, we get tired of being patient. And so when we think about that, we think about even the seasonal affective disorder that was mentioned earlier, it mentions on the NHS website, it talks about the fact that it is a type of depression that comes and goes in a seasonal pattern. But think about life, it's much like a roller coaster. The situations we encounter come and go. 
So one day you might be up and excited. And then the next day you might feel sad, literally. And so what do we do about this? And so even when I think about the seasons in life, and it talks about the lack of sunshine and the vitamin D that we need, when we think about our lives, we oftentimes may take for granted that gift of grace, the fact that we are still alive, we are still breathing. That in and of itself is a gift. But we often will forget because we just deal with life as it comes and we don't want to have to go through the tough things. I know for me, I lately I'm just like, okay, how much can we bear? Like what else is what I feel like? And ironically in 2 James 1, as I read verse 3, it says, grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. And as I kept reading, I rejoiced greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love that we walk in his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. And I, when you look up the word wrought, it's the things that we've essentially worked for, that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath bond the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write upon unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. And as I read that in this particular scripture, it starts off with grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. And what I found interesting as I read this It talks about love, the importance of love, but it also talks about the fact that many will be deceived. And I think about where we are now and the many fights that individuals are in and the impact that that is having on individuals' mental health. But I also found it interesting that he said, I would not write with paper and ink, but I will come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. And For many people, joy in this season may be tough because they are looking at everything that's happening. So the feelings of great pleasure and happiness, the ability to rejoice may feel like it's stagnated just because of what's happening. But instead, what individuals may find themselves feeling is discouraged to become overcast. And so when we think about gloom, I call this good grace, fighting the urge to feel gloom when God's mercy is in full bloom, because every day that we wake up, it is a gift. It is a gift of mercy. It is a gift of grace. Now, 
What I will say is life can be tough. And so I've been reading, reading a lot. And I also have struggled a lot uh, as of late, just thinking about life and the situations. And I even told my husband, like, I feel off. And I think that off feeling is allowing the cares of the world to overtake us and forget the gift of grace. And even in the word, it tells us, don't worry. In Matthew, it tells us in Matthew 6, do not worry. In verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field? They grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith, a.k.a. confidence, belief, trust. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If that isn't the truth, each day has enough trouble of its own. And it is sometimes difficult to think about everything, but it's because we are thinking about everything, literally. Um, And I know they say oftentimes, think about what you're thinking about. And now I understand why, because when I think about everything compounded that has happened over the last several weeks, it feels heavy. It feels like a lot. But when I think about those things individually, I can still see God's power, his grace, and his mercy. And even with respect to the situation with my aunt, I remember what the doctor said, but I look at how far she has come from that day. And fast forward, she was able to sit up in in her chair yesterday. And so considering where the doctor said, essentially, hey, you're you're not going to be able to walk again. Looking at the progress that has been made, things have transitioned. There has been faith to turn that situation around. And I, I get that not everyone's situation is going to work out that way and that things are going to be perfect because it's not. But We also can believe and trust God that no matter what the doctors say, no matter what people say, that God's power can be revealed. And when I think about my aunt, I remember telling her when I went to the hospital, I said, say, uh, I said, repeat after me. I said, do you want to live? And she said, yes. I said, well, say that I will live to declare the works of the Lord, that I will not die. And so she said that. And looking at where she is now compared to what the doctors told us, I'm like, you know what? It speaks to faith. And that is in Psalm 118. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. And so even for me, I feel like my life is a testimony of the different things I've gone through and experienced. I've survived eight car accidents 
yet I'm still here. And so when I say sometimes I still have to fight the urge to feel gloom, but I realize every day that I wake up that God's mercy is literally in full bloom. Like it says with regard to the flowers, that the flowers are clothed, that the flowers are protected so we don't have to worry. But it took me a while to even record this. I've been fighting, (laughs) fighting the urge (laughs) to feel gloom because I didn't even record. And I got this message several days ago, but I didn't feel up to it. I didn't feel like recording. I was like, I just don't feel like myself. I feel out of it. And I realize now that is what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy's like, you know what? I want you to feel down because guess what? If I can get you to feel down about your life, about your situation, guess what you won't do? You won't share your testimony. You will not talk. You won't share. You will just sit in whatever you're going through. And in Revelation 12, 11, it says they triumphed over him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And before that, it even says, um, right before that, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our, our God day and night has been hurled down. So we know the enemy's here. We know the enemy's goal is to trick us, is to deceive us is to really have us down in the dumps and feel like all hope is gone. But as we are reminded in Ephesians, when I started reading the scriptures in Ephesians 2, we are reminded, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It is a gift from God. So what the enemy wants us to do is to be down in the dumps, to feel guilty. Like even for me, I felt guilty. Like you didn't record, you didn't share what I put in your heart to talk about grace and mercy. And the fact that even when we leave our house every day, we take it for granted that we will return home. When I get in my car, getting from point A to point B is a gift of grace. Waking up in the morning is a gift of grace. Everything we experience in this thing called life is a gift of grace, if we're honest with ourselves and even if we're honest with others. And people now need to hear a message of hope more than ever because we know that the enemy's time is short, but we also know that we are not here forever. And in Revelation 12, 13, uh, actually, let me go back up to Verse 12, therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she may fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. Come on, God that she may fly, she may rise above to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half of time out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. 
So the enemy, and I don't know if you all recall, I had mentioned the seasonal affective disorder, how often it affects women in terms of in comparison to men. But when I think about Revelation 12 and the fact that the enemy was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against her and the rest of her offspring, I think it is a reminder to us that we carry the seed and that is by design. And so when we think about our lives, we have a gift. We have a gift of grace that God has allowed us. Even when the enemy said, I'm going to try to drown you in the cares of this world, God can swallow up the water. He can swallow up anything that is meant to overtake us. But I want to leave you all with this. When we go to Joel 2, starting in verse 12, it says, the Lord said, it isn't too late. You can still return to me with all your heart. Start crying and mourning. Go without eating, aka fast. Don't rip your clothes to show your sorrow. Instead, turn back to me with broken hearts. I am merciful, kind, and caring. I don't easily lose my temper and I don't like to punish. I am the Lord your God. Perhaps I will change my mind and treat you with mercy. Then you will be blessed with enough grain and wine for offering sacrifices to me. Sound the trumpet on Zion. Call the people together. Show your sorrow by going without food. Make sure that everyone is fit to worship me. Bring adults, children, babies, and even newlyweds from their festivities. Tell my servants, the priests, to cry inside the temple and to offer this prayer near the altar. Save your people, Lord God. Don't let foreign nations make jokes about us. Don't let them laugh and ask, where is your God? The Lord was deeply concerned about his land and had pity on his people. In answer to their prayers, he said, I will give you enough grain, wine, and olive oil to satisfy your needs. No longer will I let you be insulted by the nations. An army attacked from the north, but I will chase it into a scorching desert. There it will rot and stink from the Dead Sea to the Mediterranean. The Lord works wonders and great and does great things. So tell the soil to celebrate and wild animals to stop being afraid. Grasslands are green again. Fruit trees and fig trees are loaded with fruit. Grapevines are covered with grapes. People of Zion, celebrate in honor of the Lord your God. He is generous and has sent the autumn and spring rains in the proper seasons. Grain will cover your threshing places. Jars will overflow with wine and olive oil. I, the Lord God, will make up for the losses caused by those swarms and swarms of locusts I sent to attack you. My people, you will eat until you are satisfied. Then you will praise me for the wonderful things I have done. Never again will you be put to shame. Israel, you will know that I stand at your side. I am the Lord your God. There are no other gods. Never again will you be put to shame. Later, I will give my spirit to everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will even give my spirit to servants, both men and women. I will work wonders in the sky above and on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will turn dark and the moon will be as red as blood before that great and terrible day when I appear. Then I, the Lord, will save everyone who faithfully worships me. I have promised there will be survivors on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and among them will be my chosen ones. And when we think about what Revelation said about the enemy knowing his time is short, and that he's been hurled to the earth and he's pursuing 
He is pursuing us right now because he wants us to be distracted. He doesn't want us to be ready, but we will triumph over the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So when that great day comes, if we faithfully worship, if we believe, if we, as in Hebrews 10 says, if we cast not away our confidence, there is great recompense of reward because we need, it says in verse 36, for ye need of patience. Ye need of patience. And again, when we think about the word patience, we need the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. We need patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. The promise will come and will not tarry. So for anyone going through a tough time, now is the time to remember that it's only by grace and mercy that we are saved. And that goes back to Ephesians for by grace, are we saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift. So even when we feel like we're falling apart, we don't understand why certain things are happening. We're experiencing grief, loss, or sickness, whatever it is, we can hold fast in our faith and believe that God's word is true. Believing that he will save us, believing that there will be better days. Lately, with everything going on between the sickness and the death, I had surrounded the family. I often think when I wake up tomorrow, it may be a better day. And let me tell you, I struggle even still. I'm like, you know what? I'm struggling today. And I struggled. I couldn't go to sleep. I was asleep and then I woke up, couldn't go back to sleep. And I said, the reason I probably can't go to sleep is because I know I need to read my word. And I know I'm supposed to record this message that I've been holding off on because I didn't feel up to it. So in my patience, <laughs> I need to possess she, my soul, and remember that we overcome the enemy by sharing our testimony, by not allowing grief or sadness to overtake us. because. In this season, there is a lot happening. There's a lot of deception. There's a lot of pain. And I had the news on earlier and I was watching just what was happening over in Palestine and Israel. And my heart breaks for those individuals to realize that everything in the blink of an eye can be taken from you in the physical sense. But the only thing that that we get to still possess on this earth, even when our earthly body is gone, is our soul. And so for me, I was like, wow, like I just, I pray for those individuals and my heart hurts for all those people impacted. And I just pray that God will cover them and keep them because no one deserves to go through that, to feel that pain. Um, but we know that we are here for a short while. And so for anyone, anyone facing difficulty, struggle, I pray that God would help you today. And actually, I'm going to pray because just seeing those images of the kids and the people breaks your heart. And the only thing you can do right now is watch and pray. Because the word tells us in Luke 21 to watch and pray that it may not essentially come to your house. Because the fact that we don't have that worry today here in America, that in and of itself is a lot. And in Luke 21, 
It says in verse 34, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. And so when I think about that, and I think about even the last episode, and I felt in my spirit, don't be scared, prepare. But when you see these things and you see the war, because it talks about we will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. But it said before that, there will be signs. There will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be great earthquakes. But it says, make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves because he will give us the words and the wisdom. And it talks about the betrayals. And so I will just say, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you now asking for forgiveness for our sins, asking that you would help your people, Lord God, that you would cover them. And that even in the midst of so much adversity, so much gloom that is covering this earth, Lord God, that you would raise up a remnant, that you would raise up your children to share their testimonies and to seek and save those who are lost so that no matter what happens in the physical realm, that we may be able to retain our souls, that in our patience, we would be able to retain our souls, Lord God, that we would not get weary in well-doing, that we will not be overcome with worry, with grief. And when we face difficulties, trust in your word. And Lord God, yes, we may feel emotions, but Lord, we pray that the emotions will not overtake us, but that we would be able to stand firm. And when we feel sad, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel gloom, when we feel depressed, whatever it is that we're feeling, when we go through trials, when we go through tribulations, when we are diagnosed with an illness, Lord God, that we would be able to trust your word, that it is true, that we can come to you, Lord God, that we would be able to fast, watch, and pray that you would be with us in these last days, that you would give us strength, Lord God, to have faith and to have courage and to speak your word and to share your truth and also to share your testimony and show how wonderful you are and how much your grace and mercy means to each and every one on the planet right now, Lord God, that we know it is only by grace and mercy that we are here. We give you praise, Lord, and honor. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the gift of salvation. And we pray that our faith will not fail in this hour, that we will maintain our confidence and our trust in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you will protect your children in Israel, Palestine, and all over this world, Lord God. They need you now more than ever. We pray that there will be testimonies that will come out of this time of trouble, Lord God, that you would cover them, Lord God, that you would allow your power to be shown even in the midst of so much chaos, Lord God, and that you would raise up a remnant who would speak out and speak for you and help save souls, Lord God, and that you would let individuals come to you regarding the decisions that they need to make regarding this situation. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for everyone that listens, that will listen in the future, and that it will bless your soul and that it will bless your spirit. And I am human just like the rest of us. So I make mistakes too. And so often the enemy wants us to feel condemned 
And now I understand more now than ever why the word says they triumphed over the enemy by the power of their testimony. What the enemy wants us to do in this season is to be silent because he knows if I can get you silent, I can get you in your head and you can't get out because you're just thinking about whatever you're going through instead of thinking about what faith can do. So on that note, I pray that you would just keep on keeping on, that you would be encouraged in this season and that you remember that it is by grace and mercy that we are saved and that we are created for God's workmanship to do good works. And we will continue to walk in those good works. We will not cast away our confidence because we know that in our patience, we will possess our souls. And there is a great reward if we continue to keep the faith, even in the midst of the chaos. So be blessed and keep on keeping on. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.